Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And if you're listening to this episode, then you probably have a curiosity, a piqued interest in terms of what a non-ejaculatory orgasm might be. And if you're listening, well, congratulations, because you're going to learn some very, very interesting stuff today. I you know, have been slowing down some of my experts on the podcast at this point, doing uh, more back to just me giving you guys advice, but I really couldn't pass this one up. And I like to bring in experts or I'm learning something as well. So if you haven't really noticed that already, that is something that I'm interested in because I'm still learning and going through this journey just like you are. Yes, I might be years ahead of you, but I consider this something that I will be continuously learning for a long time. And what I mean is learning more about sex, learning more about relationships, and learning more even about dating. There's so much more. It can get really intricate if you let it. So on today's episode, we're going to be diving deep into more sex advice, something that can be really cool for you if you are A, already in a relationship, or maybe you're married. I have a lot of guys who listen to this podcast who are married, who are just learning to strengthen their relationships. And I have a lot of guys who are also single, so you might be single and you're dating, but this is something that you can learn, that you can prepare for and teach yourself how to do because it feels amazing, which you'll learn about in a second, for when you do get into a relationship. So don't just think that this is um, for guys who are having lots of sex. This could be really for anybody. With that being said, I brought in expert Nat Eliasin, and he is going to be teaching you how to have a non-ejaculatory orgasm. He is the author of the book Come Again, which is on Amazon, teaching guys uh, more about sex, basically. And so I had him come on and do an interview and talk all about this so you could learn how to do it and, uh, and experience something a little bit different. So why don't we just get into the interview? Here is Nat and I talking about non-ejaculatory orgasms. Check it out. Hey, Nat, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Great. It's great to be here. Yes, absolutely. Now, Nat, you are the author of Come Again on Amazon, and mm -hmm. you are going to be talking today about basically how to have an orgasm without ejaculation, which I think is very interesting and something I'm definitely curious about, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast and, yeah. and talk about that. So, before we get into all this great information, maybe you can tell the guys a little bit about you, your background, and how you got into all this. Yeah, of course. So I, you know, maybe four years ago, I got really interested in trying to find good advice on improving sex for men. I had been having some trouble then with not lasting long enough in bed. It was kind of embarrassing and frustrating, as you can imagine. And when I went to try to find good information on it, I was really constantly frustrated by the lack of it out there. A lot of it was these weak men's health or Cosmo articles with you know, seven things to do tonight or seven things to try, not very prescriptive or useful or effective, but basically by going through all of them and trying a ton of stuff, I eventually figured it out and came upon, you know, something that worked for helping me last longer in bed and it had stopped there for a while. And then one of my friends actually asked me about having the same issue. We had pretty open dialogue just about our sex lives. And he said that it had been an issue for him. I had talked to him about what had worked for me. And he had sort of said, hey, Nat, you know, like you have this site. You should just write an article about this because there isn't anything good out there. So I wrote about 
just the lasting longer in bed stuff that kind of took off and went viral on Reddit and a few other sites. And it's gotten basically pretty high up now on Google. It's usually in the top five for how men can do that. And then I started writing about these other topics, uh, the non-ejaculatory orgasms that we're going to get into kegels, reverse kegels, uh, peaking your testosterone. And it kept getting that same positive response from guys who'd been looking for good, improving sex information that just wasn't out there. So uh, that led to creating the book and that came out a couple of months ago now. And that's sort of been the culmination of everything that I and, you know, most guys want to know about improving their sex life and done in a sort of very useful, prescriptive, tactical way without a lot of those eh, kind of douchey overtones that you sometimes get in that realm of content. And yeah, so now I'm here talking about it with cool guys like you. Nice. Yeah. I, I feel you. There's a lot of you know, those Cosmo articles and the men's health and all that stuff. And the information there is a little bit watered down, Yeah, you know, and doesn't give What's, you the exact information that you need. It's a problem when you have to keep publishing a magazine every month, right? Because you can't just give the perfect solution or else you're going to be out of stuff to talk about. So they almost have to water it down. So they keep having pieces of it to write about, right? And that's ultimately to the detriment of us as the end readers. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So yeah, I guess let's let's get into it. I mean, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, where does it where does it all begin? I mean, you yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So the specifically where does it begin with the non-ejaculatory orgasm stuff? Yeah, like where where, yeah. where does this whole thing start? So <laughs> this is I mean, this is by far the one that I think men get the most ears perked up about because it I mean, it almost sounds contradictory, right? Uh, ejaculate or orgasming without ejaculating and for most people, if they've heard it before, they've heard it in the context of tantric sex. And yeah, that's uh, how, that's how I'm familiar with that. That's where I've heard it from. Exactly. And it's, it's actually tactically pretty much exactly what they talk about in Tantra. But with the Tantra, you get all of this mysticism, almost religious overtones to it, which really had turned me off initially. And I think will turn a lot of more secular guys off because they don't want to, uh, turn it into this almost like form of prayer or deep spirituality and it, it turns them away. But if you go through what those resources actually say on how to do it, there is some good tactical information. So I went through that. I went through a few other resources. There's one really interesting one from a, uh, devout Christian commune in the 1800s where, uh, sex was like very sacred act, but the men weren't supposed to ejaculate. And so they trained the men in the commune to ejaculate or to orgasm without ejaculating. Uh, just sort of like piecing all those together. There is the ability to separate your orgasm and your ejaculation through essentially like practice and training. Uh, so do you want me to just sort of go through exactly like how guys can do that? Yeah, let's, let's go through how guys can do that. Maybe give us a little bit of an idea of like why a guy would want to do this, like what this is all about before getting into some of the more technical stuff. Like why should a guy learn this? What's the importance? Why is it something that is cool? You know, what's the whole idea? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first obvious benefit is that you get to orgasm multiple times in a session without, uh, ejaculating and having to recover and go through the refractory period. And that alone is really attractive. It's not a hundred percent the exact same kind of orgasm. It's more, it has less of that like sudden peak and more of an extended feel to it. But 
you get to do that multiple times, which is awesome. And it actually can help you last longer too, since there is an intensity to it that you come down a bit from afterwards, but without, you know, becoming soft, having to stop sex entirely. Uh, and the other reason too, is that it's actually really fun for your partners. So women get really turned on and excited by this because if you can train yourself to do it, any partner you're with probably hasn't met a guy who can do that before. It's pretty uncommon, and I recognize now that as, as we're talking about this and more guys are learning it, it may become more common, but uh, for the most part, it's a relatively uncommon skill. So women get super excited about it and turned on, and it makes foreplay even more fun because uh, obviously when you're going down on her, you can get her off once, twice, multiple times, uh, and then she can do the same for you before sex even starts, right? Like, that's really cool. So those would be the two main reasons um, that somebody I think would be interested in it aside from just the obvious that it's fun and it feels amazing. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, this is definitely a new way to experience sex and you know, it doesn't sound like a lot of people know how to do this. You said it's taught a little bit more in the tat in the tantric sense, but you're kind of making it a little bit more available to people who aren't going down that spiritual type route. Is that right? Yeah, those techniques are on point. If you just read the tantric sex stuff and looked at what they say to do and ignored all of the spirituality sides of it, you would mostly get how to do it. But when I uh, wrote about it in the book and on my site, it was very much, okay, here's the actual tactical pieces of it without all of the extra spiritual side to it. Cool. Well, this sounds yeah. interesting. Well, let's get into yeah. it. How, how does this work? Teach us. Yeah, so... I mean, the first kind of requirement of it is that you need to have a certain degree of ejaculatory control, right? So if you're uh, ejaculating in less than like five minutes, 10 minutes, you can't hold on to it for very long. Like that kind of has to be the first step is being able to last long enough that uh, you can reach this point where you could uh, orgasm multiple times. So assuming you have that on lock, the next step is you want to develop a really strong uh, PC muscle. So this is the muscle that is uh, the one you would squeeze if you're going to stop yourself from peeing, right? Uh, or if you're if you're hard and you want to make your dick bounce around, uh, it's that muscle, right? So you can actually strain that, train that using uh, these exercises called Kegel Kegel exercises, uh, which we normally think about as being for women for helping them increase vaginal tightness, uh, manage menstrual flow. But men can do it too. Uh, and you get a few benefits out of this. If you can make it stronger, you uh, can actually have stronger, more intense orgasms. Uh, you can get like uh, stronger erections to like better blood flow to your penis, uh, which isn't so much a problem for younger guys, but for older guys, it may be a concern. But by doing these stronger Kegel exercises or by doing these exercises and making your PC muscle stronger, you actually start to get to the point where it's easier to stop yourself ejaculating at the last second. So since it's that muscle that you use to stop yourself peeing, it can also stop ejaculate. Now that's harder, but as it gets stronger and as you kind of practice these exercises, you'll get more and more able to stop yourself at that last second. And, you know, this is one of those ways that you can last longer in bed, right? You develop uh, this PC muscle, then you can cut yourself off at the last second. So once your exercises kind of reach the point where uh, it's, you know, it's gotten a decent amount stronger, I, I use an app for this. Like, okay, so I made an app for this, actually. It's called Stamina. And that will actually give you exercises for increasing 
the strength of your PC muscle. Um, there's a few others out there too, but you can go through any of them and just increase the amount of time that you're squeezing it for and holding on to it. Once you can do that to a certain extent, you can start to separate the experiences of orgasm and ejaculation. And we normally experience them at the exact same time. That's sort of our default because obviously our bodies want us to ejaculate, right? They want us to ejaculate a lot because that's how we spread our seed and we're just sort of these meshy things that move around to reproduce our DNA. So like we have this awesome sensation that we get every time we ejaculate, our body wants us to ejaculate, but you can separate out parts of those experiences. And the best way to start noticing this is, you know, next time you're masturbating, uh, go ahead and just do that really intense uh, kegel squeeze if you've never done this before, right before you're about to ejaculate. And what you'll notice is there'll be probably a second or two before you ejaculate where you're feeling the orgasm, where you're starting to get those sensations, um, the contractions, all of that that you would have if you were ejaculating, but ejaculation hasn't happened yet. And that's sort of the first sense that, okay, I can actually separate these two things out. As you get better and better at doing that. This sounds painful. Uh, <laughs> so it's actually, I mean, it's really not painful. Like if you do it too late, then yeah, it can become painful. Uh, but what you're going for is doing it right before you would start ejaculating. So doing it as you're ejaculating, like, yeah, that gets kind of painful. You don't want to do that too much. Uh, you might, <laughs> if you're going for uh, a cum shot or something, you've probably done this before where you pull out and you're squeezing really, really hard, trying to delay for as long as possible uh, before you ejaculate. So you, you may have done it before and like started to feel this. And it's not necessarily painful. If you keep holding it, it's going to be painful. But what you're going for is doing it uh, a couple of seconds before that. So as you kind of get better at noticing when you're approaching that point of ejaculation, then you can say like, okay, I I'm almost there. I'll just start squeezing really hard now. And what you want to do is do that squeeze um, and just like stop any touching, right? So like if you're uh, masturbating, like just stop stroking your penis, just like squeeze really hard, completely stop uh, and just, you know, look at it. And one of a couple things will happen, right? You'll have either done that too early and you won't get any orgasmic sensation. Uh, you'll do it too late and you'll orgasm and ejaculate anyway. But as you kind of keep practicing timing when you do that really intense squeeze and stopping the sensation, you'll hone in on the time and eventually you'll hit that point where you have that first non-ejaculatory orgasm. Uh, and you'll get a lot of the same like contractions and the rush of pleasure and all of that that you would have during a normal orgasm, but without ejaculating. And then you'll have done it. <laughs> but uh, the next step after that is kind of like keeping on doing it and keeping practicing because as you do it more and get better and better at timing it, it actually gets stronger and more intense and you'll be able to do them uh, more and more and do them easier without having to like time it quite as perfectly. So it is something that you kind of practice and get better at. Would you say that the feeling from a non-ejaculatory orgasm is similar to an ejaculation? Does it feel better doing it this way? Yeah, I mean... Or different? It, it feels different, and there's more variation to how it feels. So I've definitely had NEOs that feel better than ejaculatory orgasms, especially once you get better at making them last longer, because you can make them last for minutes. And once you get 
that down, you can kind of be in that orgasmic peak state for a few minutes. And that's just, I mean, that's amazing, right? You never get that from a regular ejaculatory orgasm. Uh, but then there are also some where it's kind of like dissatisfying, right? And, and to be fair, you've probably also had ejaculations without really orgasming before too. I think most guys have experienced that. Uh, and so you'll also have some weak NEOs, but as you get better at it, you'll get better at making it last longer. And so while you don't get that same intense, like super intense three second peak, when you're drawing it out over 20 seconds, 30 seconds longer and still being in that orgasmic state, like, yeah, I would say that it's definitely a comparable sensation. That's very cool. Okay. So yeah. basically you're, see, this is mind blowing for, <laughs> for a guy. Cause you know, I know that for women, their orgasms can, can go very long. I oh mean, yeah. If you get, uh, extended massive orgasms down, women can orgasm for like 10, 15 minutes. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's incredible. So yeah. it seems like this is the answer for guys. Like they can yeah. get to that point. It's not just uh, more powerful, but it sounds like it's it's um, perpetual, which is not much for guys, right? I mean, you'd probably know better than I would. But how long does the average orgasm last for a man? Is that oh. eight, eight seconds or something? Yeah, it's like seven, eight seconds, something like that. Right. So this is uh, yeah, very interesting. So you're saying guys can practice. Well, I guess you can practice if you're already having sex, but if you're not, you can practice while masturbating. It's actually way easier to learn while masturbating. Doing it during sex is probably the hardest time to do it because the pressures and the sensations are so variable. And in the beginning, you're probably going to screw up a lot and accidentally make yourself ejaculate or not get anything at all. So doing it on your own, you know, just masturbating is way easier. And actually the way to help your partner uh, help you have them during sex too is to actually like lay down with her and demonstrate how you do it. And then she can do it, uh, with a hand job or he obviously, uh, with hand jobs or, uh, oral, like anything. Right. Uh, and it gets progressively more difficult as you move away from you masturbating. So it's probably hardest during sex, uh, a little bit easier during blowjobs, like with hand relatively easy with her giving you a hand job. And then it's easiest with you doing it yourself. So let's get this down a little bit more technical so we it. can understand this better. So when a guy is practicing mm -hmm. and, and he's about to ejaculate, where exactly is he or at what point is he squeezing together his uh, what's it called PC muscles, right? Right, right. At what point is he doing that? You want to do it at the last possible second before you feel like you're going to move into what you could call the point of no return because you know that there's that spot where you could stop stroking and you wouldn't ejaculate but there obviously is also that point where you've you're like so close that even if you stop it's going to happen right you want to get just as close as you can get without ejaculating to that point and then stop all sensation and just squeeze as hard as you can or do some kind of medium length squeezes, right? So pretend you're trying to stop yourself peeing. Squeeze that muscle as hard as you can at the last second. And that is basically that perfect point where you'll be more likely to move into the orgasm but without starting to ejaculate. Now, do you think that guy should still practice doing like a Kegel type exercise and squeezing and releasing the PC muscle as well throughout the day? Because I know that women 
can do Kegel exercises that way where they're doing like mm-hmm. sets and reps of squeezing together their PC muscles. So yeah. is that something you recommend guys do as well? Yeah. So if you do that for a little bit and get up to a certain degree of strength by practicing it that way, it will be significantly easier to pull this off. And that was why I actually had the app built too, because the whole idea with that was that there wasn't a good one for guys for practicing this. And I mean, also most guys aren't even thinking about doing it. So taking two, three minutes at some point in the day and, you know, maybe do this when you're in an Uber or brushing your teeth, right? Just go ahead and practice squeezing those as hard as you can for a few sets and reps. How long do you recommend in terms of how long the rep is? Yeah, well, I would, I mean, first I would say you want to do three different variations. So you might do a medium length squeeze and rest. So maybe four seconds on, four seconds off. Then you might, and you could do, let's say five of those. And then you could do a bunch of quick ones. So 10 squeezes as fast as you can. And then maybe do three longer ones where you just try to squeeze it for as long as you can possibly hold it and then rest for five, six seconds and do that again. And you'll find during sex too that one of those durations makes it easiest for you to have the non-ejaculatory orgasms. Uh, From some guys, it's the really quick ones. For some guys, it's just squeezing as long and as hard as possible. Uh, For me, it's been sort of the medium length ones. It's like squeezing on and releasing. Okay, cool. This is, yeah. this is, yeah, this is great. Do you have any other, uh, tips or techniques regarding, um, this sort of process or anything maybe related to this? I mean, this was, I mean, it seems fairly simple, so maybe it, there's something else you can teach thing. us. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, the guys that I've talked to about doing this and people who have read it on my site and messaged me after, it's actually not that hard to learn to do. Most guys just don't even realize it's a thing. Uh, but once they do and they try it, it's really this kind of eye-opening experience. The, I mean, if you guys are interested in this, the other thing that I'd recommend too is trying to figure out prostate orgasms because those are just as intense and another uh, fun way of orgasming without quite as much risk of accidentally ejaculating and ending the experience. Um, sure. So we can go into yeah. that. Let's, yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, and that one's actually almost easier to figure out. You just have to have a little bit of patience and overcome any cognitive dissonance that you have around anal play because some guys just get turned off of it right off the bat. Um, And, you know, I I think it's kind of obvious where some of that comes from. Uh, I think some guys have it stuck in their head. They're like, oh, well, I'm straight, so I can't do any kind of anal play and fibrator. And that's sort of unfortunate because... And your prostate is extremely sensitive, right? There's a reason that some men enjoy anal sex. Uh, if if it didn't, if it wasn't pleasurable for the receiver, then I think guys would just stick to blowjobs, right? So if you actually, you know, like take a second tonight or whatever, uh, go home, use some lotion or lube, and just put two fingers um, up into your anus and curve them back towards your penis. And if you move around a little bit, you'll find a point where it's kind of like, whoa, if if you've never done it before, it's really, it's pretty intense. It's very pleasurable. And it's the same, uh, it's the prostate. It's the same thing that you're hitting if you press up on the perineum, the bit of skin in between your balls and your anus. If you've ever done that while masturbating or had your partner do it while giving you um, a blowjob, that makes that experience way more intense. And that's also pressing against your prostate. You just get a much more intense uh, sensation from it when you're pressing against it 
through Uranus. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the easiest way to actually have prostate orgasms is to just get a toy that vibrates and is designed for men for pressing against it. And you kind of just put it in and let it run for 15 minutes and do kegel squeezes around it to make it press more and less intensely against your prostate. And if you're patient and, you know, sufficiently aroused watching porn while you're doing this helps, uh, you'll eventually get there. <laughs> There's not as much of a tactical step-by-step thing. It's just kind of like if you put it in, let yourself be into it um, and, you know, stay sufficiently aroused, uh, it'll happen. So uh, are you able to combine everything we just said here, like a prostate orgasm while then not ejaculating? Or, or is that what you've oh, been talking yeah. about? Well, so, so prostate orgasms are non-ejaculatory. It's a completely different thing. Uh, you don't oh. even have to really touch your penis at all. So that, that can make it more fun. If you have like a light stroke going while you're doing it, that can make it more intense. You just run the risk of accidentally uh, ejaculating while you're doing it. But yeah, prostate orgasms are also totally non-ejaculatory. So you can, yeah, you can 100% combine them um, where you're, uh, maybe your partner is going down on you and you have this vibrating toy in at the same time and, you know, she's lightly stroking you, playing with your balls maybe, and then you're having uh, prostate orgasms. And, like, that's awesome for her because she almost doesn't have to do anything. She just kind of gets to watch and have fun with it. And, again, it's something that, like, most women haven't seen. And so it's, like, exciting for them and something they can really get into too. That's awesome. Well, now yeah. that we're on a roll of, of two different types of male orgasms, might as well go into a third one if you got it. Sure. Uh, I mean, those are really the main ones that I think most guys would be interested in. Uh, there's there's like a pseudo third one, which is the prolonged non-ejaculatory orgasm. But that's really just practicing the regular stroking NEOs long enough where you get to the point that you can stop and start it um, while still stroking yourself so that you can keep it going for, you know, into multiple minutes, like we talked about. Uh, there are, there's like nipple orgasms too, which guys can have, but to be honest, it's not something that I've mastered. So I don't totally feel qualified to talk about it. Yeah. It seems like for a man, those are less sensitive than they are for women. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. I, I know that some guys can get off that way, but not something that I've experienced. Right. Right. Very interesting. Well, that's great. I mean, any other uh, tips that maybe you can give us in terms of uh, just any mindsets or things guys should know when they're trying this out or, you know, because we went into some of the more technical stuff, but mm -hmm. anything else you feel you need to add in terms of guys getting better at this? Yeah, I think the first one is just be patient. It probably took me three weeks of mostly nightly practice with NEOs before I got them. Prostate orgasms were a little bit easier to get. And then for approaching it with your partner, just come at it with the mindset of you guys having fun together because that's something that I think she can really get into too. And if you make it something that you're both working on and also, you know, working on any kind of extended massive orgasm stuff with her as well, it's almost a fun way to bond and improve your communication in the relationship too. Uh, so if you can approach it with that fun mindset and not as goal oriented of a mindset, it makes working on it together that much more enjoyable. Yeah. Just like anything, focusing more on the process and enjoying trying it and figuring it out rather than being focused on the outcome, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Awesome. Well, Nat, thank you so much for 
really offering this information. Guys, if you want to check out more from Nat, you can check out two things. One is website, Nat Eliason. Did I say that correctly? Yep, you got it. Nat Eliason, that's N-A-T-E-L-I-A-S-O-N.com. And also check out his book called Come Again, or I should say Come Again, because there's a question mark at the end of it. And that is available on Amazon. So type that in there and you will find it. Nat, thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming on here. Great practical to the point information. And uh, hopefully guys listening will try it out and see some awesome results. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Best of luck to everyone listening. Thank you. All right. Thanks.